today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. There's a, a new group uh, in town uh, that's uh, going to try to do some pretty positive things for the community. Uh, in, in other words, trying to leverage uh, collective expertise and support and advocate on behalf of uh, climate change action here in this community. Uh, they selected their new chair just the other day, and he is a name that we know in this community, Richard Corusill. Uh, Richard, of course, is a uh, former uh, president and CEO of Hamilton International Airport. He was interim president and CEO of the Ontario Chamber of Commerce. Uh, he's currently CEO at uh, Corlon Strategic Services, sits on the board of directors for Hamilton Health Sciences, uh, from McMaster Institute for Transportation and Logistics, and uh, found some time out of all that busy schedule to join us here on the program, here on the Bill Kelly Show. We welcome Richard Corusil back to CHML. Richard, thanks for the time, and uh, first of all, congratulations on the uh, the new appointment. Well, thanks, Bill, and uh, appreciate the opportunity to chat. Well, let's let's talk a little bit about this. Uh, you've been involved in this community for the longest time, so uh, we have challenges here. Uh, I was mentioning to Mayor Eisenberger when he was on the program just a little while ago here that uh, I don't want to say climate change was never on the front burner, but it's always something we've been concerned about. But it just seems as if all of a sudden people are starting to take more interest in it. I guess eventually the messaging that's been going on for the last little while is starting to resonate. Yeah, I think it is. And uh, even for me, it's it's uh, become front and center as an issue that I think is very important for our community, uh, both here in Burlington and, and Hamilton. And it's an opportunity to actually uh, step up and um, help make some things happen. So what's what's the agenda? What do you want, what do you want to see happen here? Well, I mean, it's uh, first off is that it's a collaborative um, that it, that's between Hamilton and Burlington consists of fourteen community leaders that represent um, um, many different agencies, some environmental, but also people like the Chambers of Commerce, mm-hmm. uh, who all have an interest in um, finding ways for us to reduce our GHG emissions and and make sure that uh, we have a sustainable future in front of us. So uh, we're going to be uh, focusing on developing our, our own strategy in terms of the direction we'll go. Uh, there'll be a lot of work on mitigation and, ad- and adaptation, helping um, businesses, particularly in, in Hamilton and Burlington, especially the s- small and medium-sized enterprises, but as well as citizens in terms of ways that they can do things uh, to reduce their GHG emissions um, and, and help uh, you know, all of us meet our, our targets. Interestingly uh, enough, and this is just another example of the collaboration between the two cities, between Hamilton and Burlington and here in the Bay Area, uh, but uh, I guess one of the first things that you can, I guess, be thankful for here, Richard, is you don't have to sell this to the two councils. I know that you've been watching the political scene here pretty closely, and, and both Burlington Council and Hamilton Council uh, seem firmly behind this whole concept. Yeah, that's right. And, and you know, um, a lot of this started back at the um, Bay Area Economic Summit when both mayors uh, committed to uh, to doing work in this area. So, you know, we have that strong commitment, and and uh, and they are strong partners of ours. In fact, they'll support um, the ongoing uh, operation of the of the uh, council. Um, but we're going to engage the broader community, and this is, I think, the, the the whole idea of the collaborative is really about how do we engage the broader community in doing some of this work. Um, and there are lots of folks out there we know that uh, would love to participate in some way. So we'll be setting up. Um, as we start to develop our strategy and direction we want to go, we'll be setting up uh, tasks or work groups that will focus on specific areas. Our thinking is we'll, we'll, we'll start looking at things like uh, energy retrofits for homes and businesses, transportation strategies to reduce GHG emissions, and even uh, low-carbon supply, um, uh, supply chain solutions to encourage local food security. So we think there's some key areas we're, go- we're going to jump into and um, see if we can move the dial a bit on um, reducing GHG emissions. And we'll, 
we're going to be pretty hard on ourselves, I think, in terms of setting targets and trying to deliver on some things. Uh, of course, we're going to need help along the way from uh, not only municipality, but, but from the province and the, and the federal government. And we know um, that there's certainly opportunity for them to join in and help us. Well, I, I don't want to drag you too deeply into the political arena here, Richard. Uh, I, I wouldn't do that to you. But uh, the, the reality here is that the, the, this current provincial government, of course, has essentially eliminated a number of the incentives for average individuals and homeowners uh, with, uh, with some of these rebate programs and things of that nature. That, that's got to be a bit of a step back for, for everybody involved in, and dedicated to this program. Yeah, no, I, I look at, um, I've never been shy about taking on some things that may be difficult, um, but I think there's opportunity in other areas where it may not be necessarily funding, but it could be policy issues. It could even be um, just, just general support. Um, but we know uh, certainly from, from a federal point of view, there is uh, support there and there's resources there to actually do some things uh, to help us. Because it's it's a matter of bringing uh, I don't bad metaphor, but bringing the horse to the water. I mean, you know, if there, if there's a carrotness there, people are going to gravitate to that and say, well, you know what, I wasn't going to change my windows, but if there's I'm going to get some help on this, maybe it's not a bad idea. Uh, yeah, that's that's right. one example, but I mean, th- th- there there could be more of that that has to come with more dialogue though between the senior levels of government. I would think. Yeah, you know, and and I think there's a story to be told told in terms of. You know how we how we drive our economy. Um, the reduction of GHG uh, um, emissions can actually be a strong business case, um, certainly for businesses, um, and also in creating new industries and businesses through some innovation that could end up driving um, a, a sort of new economic platform for for the province and certainly for Canada and for, and for Hamilton and Burlington. This is the first collaboration of its kind in Ontario. So. Um, we know that there are other uh, organizations keeping a close eye on what we're doing because if we can make um, some substantial progress, then I think you'll see this uh, being duplicated in other other communities. I'm glad you brought the business aspect into this. And, and yeah. obviously you can rely on your, your chime with the chambers, uh, both yeah. the Hamilton Chamber and, of course, the Ontario Chamber of Commerce, because there are the, there, there are deniers of, of this whole movement, and uh, there are climate change deniers. Sadly, one of them is in the White House. But uh, the, the, the concern here, and one of the points they usually raise to try to justify their, their point of view, is, look, at it's going to kill business. If you do this thing, it's going to drive people away. It's going to lose jobs. Uh, you, as a member of the Ontario Chamber of Commerce, and because you and I had these discussions, uh, have always been a strong advocate that no, it actually enhances business. It doesn't have to be business or the environment. It should be both. Yeah, that's right. And, and there are lots of good examples uh, internationally where you know communities have become uh, focused on GHG reductions and, and in fact, have become, from an economic point of view, have actually strengthened their economies. So we know that that can happen. And you know I come from a business background. So for me, it's all about balance. It's finding the right balance where you can drive drive the economy, but also, um, you know, do the things you need to do in terms of reducing GHG emissions. So I know that, that it can be done. We, there are examples out there. So that I think it's actually an oppor- a great opportunity for us in terms of our certainly for our business community. Well, and you saw that. I mean, when you were working up at the airport as the CEO for Hamilton International Airport, uh, you'd think that that would be counterproductive. Uh, you know, to, well, environmental concerns. But I know that that was very much a mind uh, of mind with you and the board when you were making decisions about what was going to happen at the airport. Sure, and I mean, it, it's again, I go back to it's always about balance for me, and and. Um, you know, even things like when you start talking about economic development and when we were working on the the Airport Employment Growth District, well, we, we actually talked about building an eco-industrial park. And, and so that's the focus. It's how do we do this in a way that creates great jobs for the community, but all, is also so socially responsible in terms of our work and in terms of climate change. So 
there's lots of opportunity for us to do some really good things here. You are, of course, working for the Transportation and Logistics Committee for the McMaster Institute. Uh, you've had dealings, of course, and, and think tanks to do with uh, with transportation here. Uh, and again, we had the discussion earlier about uh, the, well, the federal government now just wrote a study about the Mid-Pen Highway. Uh, there are some people who just think, well, you can't talk about the environment and talk about uh, road transportation. Uh, it's got to all be clean energy. How do, you, how do you juxtapose those two things, and how do you try to bring the, the, those two sides together on, on, the, on these sorts of initiatives? Well, you know, it's, it's, um, again, it's about balance. And, and so we need the strong economy. I mean, if we, we stop doing things because it's, it's um, uh, an issue for the environment and we put thousands of people out of work, how does that really help us at the end of the day? It's really about how do we find the best way to do this and, and um, make sure that we're, we're being conscious of uh, finding that balance from, from, a, from an environmental point of view. And, I, and I'm convinced, look, we're all smart people. We can figure this out. And I think there's an opportunity to do that, find ways to make these things work. Uh, the interesting thing about this, I just read the uh, the pricey here, the overview of what the, the, the committee is going to be doing over the next little while, Richard. Uh, there was a time, and it wasn't that long ago, where environmentally conscious groups such as as this one, uh, the Bay Area Climate Change Council, uh, used to work separate and apart from from, for instance, uh, the the economic development departments. I, I'm I'm getting a sense from your discussion here today, and even what I've talked about with the, the mayor, both mayors, in fact, over the the last couple of months. That there's there's much more collaboration and, and much more uh, of a, a I guess bl- blurred line there. There is no line there anymore. Really, it's one helping the other, one hand in hand. That's right. And 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 it, and again, it's why can't that happen? Of course it can. I mean, we have good examples again internationally where that's already happening. So I think there is an opportunity uh, for us to to look at um, you know the whole GHG emission reduction as a as a business opportunity for our community at the same time while doing some good work in terms of, uh, of helping our environment. You mentioned there's going to have to be some discussion with federal and provincial governments about this. Uh, you, you can't do this all by yourself. Uh, talk to me about this, the, the strength of collaboration between the two cities working together on this initiative. Well, I, I think that that plays really well um, when you start talking to both the province and the federal government, is that it's, this isn't just one community. It's the whole Bay Area region. And so um, governments, senior levels of government, I always like it when there's more than one player involved. So I think that's a benefit. And then you've got two communities speaking the same language uh, to, to the provincial and federal government at the same time. So I think that helps, uh, particularly uh, when we have not only the two uh, mayors and, and council supporting us, but when you've got all those 14 different agencies that are out there that represent a cross-section of the community with a common voice, that's very powerful. We are uniquely qualified here, obviously from a ge- geographical standpoint, to, uh, to I, I think to head this collaboration, uh, not just because of the economic development that's occurring in, in this Hamilton-Burlington area around the Bay Area right now, but from an environmental standpoint too. I mean, we can check off a lot of boxes of, uh, of ecosystems, uh, you know, the, obviously yeah. our shared responsibility with the Bay, uh, Randall Reef, uh, we've collaborated on that. There's a, there's, there's a body of work that you can re- point to already to say, look, at this is starting to happen. Yeah, no, it, it, that's absolutely correct. And, and uh, you know, I, I, I got to give uh, Keenan some uh, credit here in terms of the whole Bay Area Economic Summit, the idea of bringing um, the two communities together a few years ago. And so they're continuing to build on that. In fact, we're now the next uh, summit's actually in Toronto. So we, we last year we, we invited some folks from KW and from Toronto to participate. So really is thinking about more than just just Hamilton because we're all we're all integrated and we all – 
I mean, many people in Hamilton work in Burlington, vice versa, and same with Toronto and uh, Kitchener-Waterloo. So um, I think it's good for Hamilton to think about, you know, its role in the broader broader economy and the broader geographic area. Richard, what about uh, corporate support here? I mean, we've, we've talked about the, the federal and provincial governments, uh, if not getting on board, at least being supportive of this and, and, and you know, listening to some of the initiatives and ideas. Uh, are you getting a buy-in from from the corporate side of things? Well, and that's where we go back to the chamber. The chamber is a member of the of the council, and um, and they'll represent the business community, and they'll be our access into the corporate side um, and within the two communities for sure. So obviously, yeah, we, haven't, we haven't got there yet. I mean, you have to remember we're just starting. This is my sort of first month in the in the in the role, um, but as we move forward, that that will be certainly an element of what we're trying to tap tap, tap into. Um, you know, we see a, a big opportunity for this, particularly the small and medium-sized enterprise. The, you know, a lot of the bigger players, they're pretty active already in terms of uh, w- the work they're doing in terms of GHG emissions. And, and they have a direct link right into the federal government, um, where a lot of the small and medium-sized enterprises don't. So we, I think there's an opportunity for us to support them and, and uh, help them get on board in terms of uh, what the things that they can do that actually save them money, improve their performance, at the same time as reducing uh, GHG emissions. But that's got to be, I would think, one of your biggest challenges is those small to medium businesses. Because yeah. the first thing many of them are going to say is, look at it, this great idea, Richard, but we can't afford to do that. That's uh, right. So so, the, so our plan is to find ways that we can actually help them do that. And we know that the federal government, um, the minister was just here about a week and a half ago or two weeks ago. We had a conversation with her, and she is, she that's her focus. She says, uh, you know, I really want to look for outcomes for our SMEs. So we know that she has interest in doing that. She says we we're here to support you do to help you do that. So we'll be going back to them. With, we haven't got the specifics yet, but we'll be going back to uh, to her to, and her ministry to say, okay, here are the key areas that we think you can help us in to look for support to help us do that. We've talked about the business aspect clearly, and and obviously the environmental aspect, which is uh, right in the title, of course, with Bay Area Climate Change Council. Uh, one of your board members, though, is a representative from Hamilton Health Sciences. There's there's a health aspect to this as well. Yeah, for sure. And uh, Victoria's going to help us with that. Um, you know, it's really it's 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 really about everybody starting to think about how do I take this as part of my whatever I do. How am I thinking about this in terms of my contribution? Uh, to reduce GHG emissions, and 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 you know, Hamilton Health Sciences is the largest employer in the community, and and they have an opportunity to influence an awful lot of people, <clears throat> in the work that they're doing. So, um, I know Victoria's going to help us kind of. Um, do some of that work with uh, HHS. Well, it's all part of the greater scheme here, of course, of healthy communities, uh, yeah. vibrant communities, and uh, you know, if you're health, it, 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 it bleeds one into the other, doesn't it? Uh, into yeah. the economy and just about every other aspect of it. Yeah, I know. If I, if I was to look out ten years and and you know, say where would be where, what would be really great for this community is that every person is thinking about their role and the things that they could be doing to reduce GHG emissions, um, and we become a leader in the community and within Canada in terms of a community or c- group of communities that have really made a significant uh, difference in terms of our uh, GHG emissions. Are you anticipating there's going to be a little bit of a pushback here from some people in the community? I mean, because I, yeah, I, I look at some of the initiatives, and, and even way back when I was on city council, Richard, I mean, when we started even the blue box and the recycling programs, uh, we still dozens of calls every week saying, look, we just this is too much work. I'm not going to bother to do this. Yeah, uh, but generationally, the things seem to change. Yeah, that's right. And I think that's you, you, you 
commented on this earlier is that that it's becoming a more uh, more frequent conversation with people, um, and there are fewer and fewer people that are that are just saying no, um, and there are more and more people saying, yeah, maybe there is something I should be doing, and so I think the timing is good for us to be able to get out there and start doing some of this work. Well, and, and little things. I mean, you know, the, the big guys are going to do the big things, you know, the Arsenal, Mid Alta Fascos, yeah. and, and places like that. But uh, the one I just referenced, I mean, just, you know, recycling, you know, and, and, and separating goods and things of this nature. Uh, you may think that that's not a big deal, but it, in the grand scheme of things, it is. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and a lot of times it is that, that one thing that each of us does that can make a difference. And when you start adding it up over, over two communities, uh, it can make a big, much bigger difference. And so, you know, those are some of the things we'll be looking at. Now, I, you know, at the same time, i got to be careful I don't build too big, <laughs> big of an expectation here. This is, this is going to be tough work. It's going to take some time. Um, but our goal is to actually start driving some of those results so over time we actually see some change. Well, and uh, one of the bigger challenges, obviously, is working with those uh, federal and provincial governments because the, when, when the austerity measures start kicking in, yeah. uh, it makes it a whole lot more difficult, as you well know, yeah. uh, to try to get their attention and their financial support for this, too. So, Richard, I wish you good luck with this. It's a, a, an all-star cast you've got here uh, sitting on the committee. I'm just looking at some of the other board members here. Uh, but you've got your work cut out for you. But I think you guys are going to be up to the challenge. Yeah, for sure. And uh, thanks for having us, giving us an opportunity to, to tell our story. I know we'll talk again a lot in the future. Thanks again, Richard. Take care, Bill. Bye-bye. Richard Corsell, the new chair of the Bay Area Climate Change Council. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.